When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are now in the Corn Roof Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Corner Booth Podcast. I am your amazing host, Mr. Jerry Clem, alongside my sidekick, Mr. Kev, and marketing genius, Pat Donahue, and joining us for his first ever Corner Booth appearance. He joined us on our live stream last night, which is like, I think smashed our record for views, by the way. Thank you to everyone who tuned in and checked it out. Mr. Samir Singh, our intern, so he'll be referred to as intern Samir just for comedy reasons, but... um. We'll get rock and rolling here, gentlemen. It is Friday. Um, no Thursday night football, which kind of sucked. But we have like a do we have back to back triple headers this weekend, plus a Monday night game that's college football, which just makes all kinds of crazy sense somehow. It's gonna be a great weekend in sports. I don't know if I have enough beer in my house to contain myself. Um, I don't definitely don't have enough wings. I'm gonna have to change that. But we'll get rock and rolling, fellas. How are we doing on Friday? Good, you know. Uh, glad that uh, that I'm back to work. It's kind of like. Friday means something again, you know, getting like uh, the next day off and then knowing that there's football waiting for me at the end of the week, it makes it so much better. Oh, yeah. Kev, how are you doing, Bill? I'm doing great. I'm doing better than Michigan fans right now. Oof. More on that later as well. And Samir, buddy, welcome to your debut on the actual show. How are you doing? <clears throat> I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I didn't do much today. I was putting some shots up, working on that shot. I, the shot was a little broken for a second there, but the handles are still tight. Handles are still tight. Yeah, you're probably already better at basketball than the three of us put together. So, <laughs> so I think you're like, a... I'm 5'9 and uh, borderline obese. Are you saying I'm not good at <laughs> basketball? Like, I'm not I'm... built for that? My under... Oh, go. Pat, whenever whenever I played Rocket League with Pat, the whole time it's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I wish I weren't doing it, but that's it's what's happening. I'm the same way when I'm playing basketball. I was playing my friend, she used to bring me like our sophomore year of college a lot, and I was just so bad. I'm okay at defense. That's about it. And on offense, my role is basically catch the ball, pass it to someone else immediately. I, I, I used to be like... I used to simply just be an energy player, but I was like, you know what? I gotta be good. I, you know, I, I could go back on defense, you know, grab boards, which is what everyone who thinks they're athletic says when they want to play basketball, but they're bad. But then I started playing at college, and I don't know. I mean, I started playing with like all different types of groups of people. Like at the gym, like the courts are quite segregated. I'll say that much racially. And I found, I didn't know where I landed, so I ended up uh, hanging out with the Asian kids playing basketball, and it was it was very fun. I, they also would all speak Chinese. I don't know what they're talking about, but uh, basketball is a language that we all speak through, so 
We became friends. My college experience playing ball was I went to a, a predominantly black uh, college, at least for kids who were stayed on campus because I was in the middle of New Haven. And I was referred to as the energy white boy who would deck your, the opposing shooting guard at least once a game and start a fight. That was my the spark role. plug. Oh, yeah. I was the guy who they say, hey, white boy, go uh, take out. Go like piss him off. We're going to go steal the ball. Or like I'd be I was surprisingly pretty fast. So fast breaks were my go to. And that was about it. I suck at basketball, football and baseball. I am infinitely better at than basketball. Yeah, yeah. I go to a very small community college. Uh, the only social thing I do is have a few cigarettes with the with the other smokers on campus. So don't even know what the heck it is to play sport with the uh, the other members of the team or uh, school. All right. I, I think I was actually driving past Pat's campus once. So I was seeing a girl who lived in that area, and uh, they had a th- sign. It's like FSU at MBCC or whatever. And I was like, wow, Florida State's really fallen off that they're playing this school <laughs> and they have to come here to play. Dude, oh I, I think they're like, I forget how like community college like ranking works where it's like, you know, like what they call like their like D3 or whatever. But like, yeah, they have like D1, D2, D3, but for like community colleges. Um, yeah, I think Mass Bay is D3 and like literally every one of their sports except soccer where they're like D2. <laughs> So uh, that's my that's my tryout next semester when uh there you when go. I the cleats. How many classes do you have to be enrolled in to try out? Because Pat, I I might do that. To you want to try to make the mass based soccer team together? Yes, I will enroll in one class. Yeah, I uh I actually don't. I'm not taking any classes next semester. So like we could definitely just take some like BS like liberal arts like English type shit and then uh, I'm sure that qualifies. Pat, do you just want to basically redo community? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why not? We just have to find a disgraced former lawyer. Rudy Giuliani, perfect. He's going to be looking there for There you go. Hey, Samir, can you, uh, can you <laughs> ask Rudy Giuliani's Twitter on our behalf and ask if he's available? Just, oh, like, I'd love him. to. Yeah. Right, cool. I I don't see why you wouldn't you know accept any of these offers. Two for one. We'll fulfill the role of Pierce and Winger with Rudy Giuliani. He's a former lawyer, and he's also senile. Perfect. <laughs> I think you'd also be more inclined to uh, respond to me because I'm a little younger than you guys. Yeah, true. I mean, oof, we're not we're not considered the youth anymore, boys. I never truly felt old until like at my last job I had them too, but until I had interns, that now I just feel old. <laughs> for for me, it was when I was in the army and like new privates would come in and would be like we talk about 9/11 and they'd be like, oh, like I was born like you know like after 9-11 it's like oh you you weren't even alive for that like you have no actual living memory of what that was because you weren't alive yet you weren't alive I was, for the reason we're here. i was less than a month old i think less than a month old yeah yeah there was a kid i worked with who was born i think like two or three weeks after 9-11 i'm like that must have been such a awkward like experience <laughs> like for your family like welcoming you into the world jesus <clears throat> all right so uh, first off on the list we've got the final week of picks. Now, next week we'll be announcing who won the damn thing. So, for, bear in mind, our picks last night, which we'll go over later with uh, the playoff pick challenge, those don't add up. It stopped last week. So, eh, without further ado, here is the final week 17 pick list. So, all of us took Notre Dame over Alabama. So, there's a clean Alabama sweep Alabama over Notre Dame. Sorry, messed that up. Yep, yeah, Alabama over Notre Dame. 
I would never do that. And if that happened, I probably just wouldn't be on the show the next week. I'd just be like, no, guys, I'm still in mourning. Yeah. Um, all of us missed out on Clemson versus Ohio State. I I took I took Cincinnati over Georgia. Fuck you, Georgia. And Pat, of course, had to be a dick about an Xbox when I got it. He goes, "Hey, who picked who picked Georgia?" I'm like, "Fuck you, Pat." Yeah, it's my sixth sense. Uh, it's knowing uh, shitty colleges that are gonna uh, gonna lose. Or shitty college is actually gonna come up and play normal for once. Um, <sighs> I'm damn getting smoked here. All right, y'all took uh, Wash. Y'all took Washington over Philadelphia. I took Philadelphia. Thanks, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> we all know what uh, happened there. Yep. Nick felt I love you. All right. Um, me and Pat took the Bills over the Finns. Kevin took the Finns as his upset pick. Damn, Pat's running away with this right now. Um, and then we all took Cleveland over Pittsburgh. So Pat wins with five. I have three. Kevin at four. And now we move to the upsets and gimmies. Pat's upset was the 49ers. That did not go. Um, Kevin had the Colts, and I had the Titans. So Kevin had Pat with five, and I had four. That might have helped Pat get a season win because we're going by percentage now. I know, which is so fucked, but it's 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 just timing. Just for this season, just <laughs> I know, I know. Also because last year, basically what happened was we we did off total wins, and Kevin ended up having a hot streak, ended up coming back and overtaking Savannah, which was hysterical. Kevin was like in last place by like over twenty points the entire year, and the final three weeks he got like nine, eight, eight. He got like three fives, a couple sixes, and a couple sevens, and just came back and won. And at least came in second place. I smoked both of them by 20. That's just because I kept, I didn't miss an NFL pick for like three weeks straight. I uh, I keep forgetting that there's like a possibility that I win. So I haven't even put a thought into like whose jersey I'd want. Oh no, it's just a t-shirt. Like it's just okay, like, okay. It's like thirty-two dollars. Like we're not trying to kill each other's because the the two so, winners will, two losers will put in for the bank account. All right, so if I find if I found say like a like a you know off brand jersey though for like thirty bucks, don't be a dick. Just go look on Fanatics. <laughs> if it's like you know like certainly not NFL certified or NFL merch where it's like twelve dollars for like the Tom Brady. Here's what we're gonna do. If Pat finds one on like DHgate some or some other sketchy Chinese company, we will just Venmo him the money and he can buy it on his own yeah, car and have the Chinese infiltrate his bank. Yeah. That's what, that's what PayPal's for, man. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Yeah, so that's that wraps it up. Kev, Kevin, Pat tied this week. I somehow, some way, was able to only lose by one, even though, fuck you, Doug. And I love you, Doug. I don't know. My, 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 my brain with Doug Peterson goes back and forth. But, all right, fellas, let's just get started with some news. Kev, Jim Harbaugh got a contract extension from the University of Michigan. Should all Big Blue just start crying now, or should we just wait until the season starts? Uh, wait till the season starts. Just get some drinks in. Kind of forget about it until next season. He's outside. Uh, it takes effect January 11th, so in three days. And it runs through 2025. Uh, dollar amount has not been released yet. Oof. And here's some important record that 
uh, Jim Harbaugh has at uh, Michigan. One and four bowl record, 0 and five versus Ohio State. No Big Ten championship appearances. Two and eleven record against top ten teams, and one and eleven as an underdog. All right, he's got to be literally one of the worst coaching hires for a big program ever, right? He's got to be up. No, I'm talking about like for expectations, lack of recruiting, and lack of fulfilling of those expectations. He's got to be up there in like the top. Okay, so most disappointing maybe, but yeah, worst to me is still Mike Price, who was at Alabama for three weeks paid for strippers on the university credit card, didn't coach a single game, and got fired. Are you not supposed to do that? Sounds like my kind of coach, baby. Let's go. I'm a fan. They could get me to go to Alabama that way. Strip club. He's already saying this shit. That would have been news to me. I'm really glad I'm not a college coach, and I'm really glad that I know this story, so if I ever become a college coach, I know not to do that. God forbid if you're a college coach, those kids are screwed. (laughs) No, yeah, they're screwed. They're going to win a natty every year. Isn't, uh, isn't our dream team, uh, Kevin's the OC, Jared's the uh, DC, and I, I end up as special teams? Yeah, Pat's special teams. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I Honestly, yeah, I'm, actually, no, I thought Kevin was DC, I was OC. I, I don't know. However you guys cut it either, out. Either uh, way, like two my, my, I mean, Kevin's made fun of my, my defensive scheme, which is basically man coverage and blitzing through the A-gap is basically my offensive scheme. I also it's make fun def- of your offensive scheme because it's, hey, just yeet it far. If it's a pick, it's a pick. It's a punt. <laughs> that's a that's a way to go about life. I mean, actually, my offense has changed a lot since now I don't have a quarterback with, like, 97 arm strength. Uh, all right. Like, all right, so I – Samir – who, your college team is Michigan State, so you obviously love the fact that the misery continues for Oh, I Michigan. love it. It, it, it. This must be music to yours right now. Oh, my God, yeah. I remember the hype. I mean, when was he hired, Harbaugh? 2015? It was Rashawn Gary and Jabril Peppers' class, so that's like – It was like yeah. 2015. Yeah. I mean, the hype. The hype was out of this world. I mean, he was – I would venture to say he was a decent NFL coach. I didn't mind him in the NFL. Niners were a good team. You know, Kaepernick played well those couple years, and, I mean, they were a good team. But, god damn, they have fucking more losses than Harbaugh has pairs of fucking khakis. It is hilarious. And I can just rewatch that punt return for the touchdown over and over and over again, and it still, still doesn't make me happier than this contract signing because, Jesus Christ— I would love to see Michigan just burn in hell for, I don't know, the next five years. Jesus Christ. I mean, my biggest thing about all of the, the like, anything Michigan is that, one, yeah, Harbaugh was a good coach in the NFL. I, don't, I think he only had, like, one or two one or two losing seasons at San Fran. And, yes, he made Colin Kaepernick's career because the second he left, Kaepernick's, Kaepernick's like, production went boom. With that year with Jim Tom Sula, his his numbers were atrocious. Or at least, this is off me- mental recollection, so Kevin's checking right now. Um, um, well, I'm looking up Jim Harbaugh because I'm looking up his NFL stats, but Google says he was born in 2004. I don't think that's true. Uh, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I mean, that he was be- not born in 2004. I mean, he was I an have, NFL uh, quarterback in 1997, so... Yeah, I, December 23rd, 1963, uh, according yeah, to Wikipedia. Yeah, he's my mom's age. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, also, he never had a losing record. Mm. His last year in San Fran, he went 8-8. Eight and eight. 
Oh, that's right. I thought they went seven and nine. Yes. So there you go. Never had a losing record in the NFL. Like, like not a lot of coaches can say that. So I, I don't. I, I I don't understand why he wanted to would want to stay in Michigan. Why he wouldn't want to go back to the NFL because he had success. He got his players motivated. His brothers had a great career in the NFL. Never even thought about leaving for college. I, I think college, like Kev. I mean, your 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 college is your forte more than mine. When I look at the, the demeanor of a college coach versus an NFL coach, some guys are not cut out for either or. Whereas you got a guy like Nick Saban. Nick Saban was a good NFL coach, but he's the greatest college football coach of all time. Where a guy like Chip Kelly was a good college coach, at least in Oregon, and went to the NFL and his players turned on him by, week th- by year three. So I think it's because as a college coach, you can more easily have a direct say in your players' lives what they do, when they go to sleep, when they can go out, when they eat, what they eat. In the NFL, you can't really do that. You can say you have to be at the facility at this time, and you here's the food we're going to have there, but you can't say the night before you have to be in bed by 9.30, here's the meal you're going to be eating. And so I think, I think some coaches struggle with that. Like That's what Chip Kelly did. He tried to have a say in what his players ate and stuff. He also made some very bad personnel decisions. Don't want to talk about that. Because <laughs> like tra- Bill O'Brien could still be a good or a decent college coach because he doesn't have to worry about trading guys. Yeah. <laughs> but Watch. Bill can it, go resurrect some college program. Also, you know what's really weird that I just realized? Jim Harbaugh only has two losing seasons in college. But it's Michigan's expectations is the problem. That's that's yeah. why it's such a problem. And they should have those expectations, though. It is Michigan that is still exactly. a blue chip program. but. 2007, his first year at Stanford, went 4-8, and eight, and then this year went 2-4. and four. I'm surprised they gave it to him this year. I, I feel like they probably could have used this year as a way to get – may not get out of it, but say we're not re-signing him. He's playing out this contract, so we don't have to pay him, and then he's gone. Yeah, I'm really surprised Michigan brought him back. I think every Michigan fan is like losing their fucking mind. Because unless they did a coach – like a secret coaching search and just didn't find anyone wanted to coach there – I can see no other reason for bringing him back unless they are just stupid. They might have just not liked the the guys available. It's not even a question of if they would come because look at the coaching hires this year. Sark to Texas. I don't think Sark's yeah. going to. Well, I mean, I, I don't think you'd want to replace him with Tom Herman. Yeah, Tom Herman. Um, Derek Mason from Vanderbilt. Mm. Auburn's coaching search was a nightmare. Oh, it was no, it wasn't a nightmare. It was a comedy. Uh, for Auburn, I meant it was a nightmare. Um, so I think I think it was just they didn't really like anyone available. So they're like, well, and I don't see it changing really. None of the top coaches are going to go to Michigan or be available over the next couple of years. Nick Saban's probably going to retire to Alabama. Urban Meyer, there's zero shot in hell. He goes to Michigan. They needed uh, Jacksonville needed to pay him a lot of money if they want him to go to coach the Jaguars in the NFL. And there's no one available. Your best bet would be waiting a couple years and see if James Franklin gets fired if he doesn't make the Big Ten Championship or the College Football Playoffs. I don't want James Franklin as my head coach unless if he's already my head coach, I'm like, all right, this is fine. But I would not fire my coach who had all this hype five years ago for James Franklin. Yeah. I just even with James Franklin, like. This was this year of college football to me was so odd, and it really showed which college is the best culture. 
like which colleges are really showing they have good culture. As much as Kev like says like Kev is eased up the Miami criticism, and and he sits about two or three years away, which I give credit for. I think they're about two years away, but we'll talk about that another day. But Manny Diaz in Miami, that culture with Derek King and all those new transfers, all those old guys, they swung their entire season around. Clemson, as much as you hate Dabo, they got a good culture there. Notre Dame, same thing. All the teams that have good talent and good culture all were successful this season. Penn State, they always had this culture of they were almost good enough. At least that's what the media and all of us saw, and they got smacked around this year, and it was hysterical. Penn State was, was and will constantly be the team that is one year away. That's why that, said, that that phrasing is always so odd to me. It's like, we're one year away. Okay, but how many years away is one year away? Yeah, it's because if they keep saying one year away, it means they're kind of good, but like they don't have to put a timetable. When I say Miami's two or three years away, I mean by 2024, I will expect them to at least have made the cultural playoffs. Yeah, I could see them even making it next year. But like that's just me being an opt- semi-optimistic, but also – seeing the blood in the water when it comes to uh, Clemson this year. We talked about that already. But, yeah, no, the problem is with Michigan, and Pat, feel free to chime in here. I just look at them as, like, they're that older program where Notre Dame was able to rally the ship and keep themselves relevant. They're turning into Nebraska, basically. At least that's what Michigan's turning into for me. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think there is still a chance to right the ship at Michigan because look at Notre Dame. I mean, they made the call. They made the BCS national title game in 2012. Got smacked around, and Brian Kelly was like, "All right, Alabama dominated us in the trenches. We have to get better at recruiting our line, our D and O line." The problem, though, is I don't know what Michigan's problem is. There's not really one thing that you can go. Here's the main issue. Fix that, and you'll be good. Quarterback play is not great. Their running backs are okay. Their defense always gives up big plays and big games. And that's why I'm still surprised that they brought back Harbaugh, because I think that's where the issues come from. I think so I think the next, like, couple of years for sports is, uh, and, like, college recruiting is going to be crazy because of, like, how this year and, like, 2020 and then going into 2021, uh, COVID crisis is going to fuck with recruiting. Like, um, players not getting the opportunity to practice as much as they should. Like, there's not going to be enough tape on, like, every single player. Um, I, I think – College football for the next couple of years might be a little bit of a wash, and then that might lead into the NFL. Also, one thing you think about – oh, Kev, think about – oh, sorry, I didn't catch you off. Uh, just the recruiting thing, too. Another reason why I think it makes sense to keep Harbaugh on, though, he's safe. You're not going to get looked at for recruiting violations like Tennessee and Georgia are right now. True. Tennessee's trying to fire Pruitt, and they're going through recruiting violation investigations, and it's being reported Georgia's next. Oh, Kirby Smart's about to catch the axe. Um – one other thing you guys want to think about for recruiting against players, uh, that whole legislation with um, players be able to use your likeness and take advantage of that, that comes into effect, what, next year, year after? Uh, depends yeah, on the state. Is. Yeah, I know Florida, it's already taking place. I know, isn't Alabama up there, too? Like, they're one of the first ones as well. I would be surprised if Alabama wasn't on the forefront of that. Yeah, yeah. They weren't on the forefront, but they – I'm pretty sure they did pass it. I was going to say, because certain teams that – certain states that aren't allowing it yet, um, certain colleges in Coral Gables, Tallahassee, and Gainesville, Tuscaloosa, all these states that are allowing it, those colleges and those towns are going to definitely be using that as their advantage. Hey, five-star recruit, you want to have endorsement deals in college? Uh, we're allowed to have that in this state. Yeah, it's. I think it's going to be like like sort of how uh, like soccer is, right, where you can just throw like a bunch of fucking money at a kid and be like, well, you can just play for us, and that's just – 
going to be where they are for the next couple of years. Is that how usually how it goes with like the underage with the uh, like so, the not, like the uh, like the development guys? So a lot of it comes from academies where it's like they mm, they'll yeah. kind of like come up in academies like a kid kid, and then they you know people start to see their potential, and then like a team that runs that academy might make like an offer on them like hey play for like our under eighteen team or like under twenty one team or whatever, um, and then. Like, if they don't see potential, then, then, like, another team can just kind of sweep in and be like, here's, like, a bunch of money. Like, come play for us. You know, come play for our, like, U18 or U21 or, or like, start for our uh, main club. Soccer's a lot, like, I feel like soccer's a lot more upfront about the money that they give, like, everybody. Whereas, like, sports is, a, like, like American sports, like NFL, like, all that is more, it's, it's a side conversation, you know what I mean, when it comes to, like, recruiting. Yeah. I mean, on top of that, I, I I was seeing some report on like Michigan State and Michigan, and like from not having fans, I mean, they lost like it's like upwards of ten million dollars, and you know they're saying that that doesn't only affect you know the facilities, it affects the whole school, it affects, I mean, does it affect scholarship? If you're a kid, you want you can make money in Alabama, you can make money in Miami, Florida, and you know now Michigan State is suffering money-wise or are they not going to give you as much money or uh, is the school going to feel a little bit empty is the school going to academically going to feel worse i don't know how many people really care about that but you know these are still factors that i i mean if i was a college player i would consider so you know that's going to be tough people also don't get that a lot of people like to complain about the money that colleges bring in based on football the amount of money they spend on their football programs First off, they don't know how the contracts work. A lot of coaches, they're paid like a smaller amount by the school. Like Nick Saban makes thirteen million a year. It sounds about right. Like maybe a couple hundred thousand of that. Yeah, a couple hundred thousand is a lot, but that comes from the school, and then private boosters pay the rest. That's how contracts. But also, by paying Nick Saban all that money, you don't think Alabama's making more than thirteen million dollars a year? And that goes into Football facilities, yes, that's where they get the money for a lot of these big, extravagant player centers. But also, I mean, their endowment fund, uh, any upkeep that needs to be done at school, that part of that money comes from these big teams. Yeah, I just it, it when it comes to all this, this is really going to be interesting as we go along with the new rules and everything else. Uh, it's just this is going to be – recruiting is just going to completely flip this year. I mean, we even saw it this year recruiting – a lot of the school, recruiting classes this year were just so much different than usual. I mean, I never seen my team as the top ten recruiting class since I was like nine years old. So, always scary. All right. You guys ready to talk some picks from last night? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, that's excited to learn what picks he made. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> All right. So – Last night, of course, we kicked it off with the Monday night game with reverse order, as we always do. Uh, Alabama versus OSU. We all clean sweep to Alabama. I think nothing would make anybody on the show. We are an anti-Ohio State show on this on this program. Ohio State, Green Bay Packers, um, uh, Georgia, Georgia Bulldogs. We are not a fan of any of these teams on our run. <laughs> we just basically have a hit list that's like a mile long. I keep but, like, uh, finding out new things we're against like every week. It's yeah, like well, I didn't realize it, Georgia was on that list until oh, also North Carolina Tornadoes football. That one they're 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 uh, they're permanently on that dead list. I think okay. we should type up just a list. Make a Google Doc with all of us. Just the teams <laughs> we hate, and that's the teams that this podcast hates. 
I mean, Kev, I, I, I haven't done it in three weeks. You have to do my college hate list at the end of, the, end of this week. Why don't we do it next week for a final end of the season Ooh, list? Ooh, good, yeah, because it depends okay. on how the season ends, because Ohio State's still in it right now. Um, Ohio, okay, so we all took Alabama over Ohio State. I don't think anybody here can make an argument for Ohio State because the problem is they beat up a Clemson team that I don't think really was about it this year. They look sloppy all year. They beat out – Kevin said before, they beat up one team by like 60 points. That was Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech was atrocious. I in my and our boy Cruiser sent me a meme. I don't know if he sent it to you too, Kev, with the Alaskan bollworm. Oh, I saw that. He didn't send it to me. Uh, he I just sent it to me. I was cr- I was trying not to like laugh, I, like cry on air just now because he's right though. Yeah. Oh my God, you beat up on Clemson, who honestly, some people, including me, thought weren't wasn't even gonna beat Notre Dame. Kev, I know you definitely weren't. I only picked it because of Lawrence, but in the back of my mind, I'm like I would not be surprised if they lost to Notre Dame in the ACC title game and we had Notre Dame in the in the playoff and then the, maybe Texas A&M is the four seed. But what cracks me up is everyone's like, oh, Clemson's back. They're back. It's going to be Clemson, Ohio State, round, uh, Clemson, my, um, Alabama, round five. And I'm like – and I was one of those people. But I don't see any – I think Alabama, knock on wood, roll tide – is going to smack them around. Ohio State had to have rules changed for them all year to make this damn playoff. Indiana took them to the damn gun, and I I just – I don't see – I see scenarios, but they got to be like the ultimate amount of what the F just happened. Any arguments here for Ohio State? I, I'm still picking Alabama. I still think Alabama is going to win handedly, but – and it's not about making plays. I think this defense can make plays when necessary. The problem with this defense is consistency. Alabama's defense is not what it's looked like in the past. They've had holes. They've given up some big plays. And they've given up a lot of small plays. It's very annoying. I hate Pete Golding. Fire him. Go buy a shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if this defense can step up, then yeah, it's it's a wrap. Even if it can't, though, I still think Alabama's offense can outpace Ohio State's. I don't see Trey Sermon continuing his streak. He has like two games in combined, the last two games, he has like 691 yards and five touchdowns or something. I don't see that happening necessarily again. I think Trey Sermon's eventually going to fall off, and I think it's going to be this week. I can see that as well. All right, moving on. Uh, wait, any other thoughts between you two for? I, I will like – not bet against Alabama. Like, I just refuse to this season, probably next season, and the season after. Like, Kevin has turned me into a pseudo-Alabama fan because, as a Patriots fan, I like to see my team win. Like, I want to see that same team be, like, guaranteed to win, like, every week. And so I kind of always root for Alabama in that sense because it's like, at the end of the day, it's going to make me feel a little bit better knowing that this team is going to win and I was behind them. I I don't see Alabama losing this game. Samir? I mean, it's just been pretty much a security blanket my entire life that Alabama wins. I mean, I, I honestly like the last time I remember like a real a championship game without Alabama was Cam Newton and Marcus Mariota when I was a child. I don't know when else. I mean, I'm not la- huge on college. Last year, that was like, oh well, you know, there you go. I'm dumb, <laughs> but anyways. I just can't see them losing. I just whenever Alabama lose, I go, this shouldn't happen, and it it it's not gonna it's Next, not gonna Kevin. happen this time. 
Kevin, are you sure you're not pulling the strings behind him right now? Because that was a very that was a very you answer. Um, I mean, hey, I, they're dominant. Yeah. Also, has I'll, anyone seen the awards they've gotten so far? Oh yeah, they're cleaning up. The only award that my Hurricanes got was Kicker of the Year, which Alabama should have won. Will Richard? Oh, Gallows was a monster this year. Tell me why he should have won it over Richard. Because how bad kicking game was for the last five seasons beforehand. Oh yeah, because Alabama's kicking is always great. Yeah, kick six. That's how I remember. <laughs> Alabama. So Miami's kicker, I think, had one further. One more kick over 50 yards in Rayshard. They had the same number of makes and attempts. They both went 13 for 13. Alabama's kicker, though, was 100% on extra points and attempted more extra points. Yeah, because you guys had a better offense. But, yeah, and he didn't miss one. Uh, Miami's kicker missed two. One was blocked because um, fuck Clemson. And then two, uh, I can't remember the other one was blocked. So, two. But here's the award. Oh, no, 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 no. One of them was dropped. The snap was dropped. And he tried. they still tried to kick it anyway. It was bad. Yeah, don't try to kick it then. Go for two. Uh, okay. Devontae Smith won the Heisman, the Maxwell, the Bletnikoff, the Walter Camp, and the Paul Hornung. Mac Jones won the Davey O'Brien and the Golden Arm. Najee Harris won the Doak Walker. Alex Leatherwood won the Outland. Landon Dickerson won the Remington. And their entire offensive line won the Joe Moore. That's a sweet yeah, I'm looking at the list right now, and it's, like, mostly Alabama for all of these awards. The Walter Camp Award, fun fact, is in my state. Me and Shamir State. Oh. Yeah, it takes it's in New Haven. Walter Camp Dinner, like, like... Well, uh, not this year. Well, not this year, because, you know, Connecticut's locked down. Or semi-locked down. I don't even know anymore. I don't care. All right. Oh, Landon Dickerson's being, being out is also going to hurt Alabama. Not true. What position is he again? Center. Center, yeah. The Eagles. Oh, that's right. The Eagles are projected to take him in the second round this year. I was pretty happy about that. All right. Hopefully All right. these next picks go faster. <clears throat> All right. Let's go. All right. Colts, Bills. I love the Colts. I love their defense all year. They've been ir- – but they irritate me. Every time I pick them, they lose – and I Bill's my Super Bowl pick, so I, I can't pick against them. Miami's defense was good all year. Bill still put up 56 on them. Going with the Bills. Oh, man. I, I This is a hard one. Um, well, Samir already picked I, for you, Pat. Yeah, you have no say in this, Pat. Shit. Who did you pick? <laughs> I the intern the took Buffalo. <laughs> There's no right. give right. It's a second pick. He's already frustrated. Oh, <laughs> uh, and Samir retrusts. It's just, I, I watched tape Josh Allen all year. If he won MVP, I would not be upset about it. That's all I'll say. Uh, I, it would be a stretch for him to win MVP, but I wouldn't be mad about it either. I still think it's going to be Rodgers more... Second place, maybe Mahomes. I think uh, Josh Allen should be third on MVP list. I think Derrick Henry should win it, then Aaron Rodgers, then Josh Allen. You know what? I, I, this, the whole, you know, like, I, why, why is the MVP a quarterback award now? And you know, I, this, I'm going to continue my Lamar slander by saying, first off, 
last year, Christian McCaffrey broke the record for scrimmage yards in a year and didn't even get a single vote. I just don't understand it. Michael Thomas broke the receptions record. Like, these are records that well, are— they're all sl- slants. That's why Michael Thomas didn't get that. We are, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're I mean like— Mike Thomas show. It's not hard to run a slant route. Uh, it's honestly. because the media is biased. Like, quarterbacks, that's the sexy pick. Yeah. I mean— Teams <sighs> build around their quarterback. Quarterbacks are arguably the most important position on a field, at least on the offensive side when it comes to winning football. So that's why quarterbacks get it more often than not. But it is ridiculous. Um— I'm trying to remember. I think it was, and it's all awards, like his rookie year. So Dak and Zeke came in the same class. Zeke won Offensive Player of the Year that year. But Dak took home Rookie of the Year? Yeah, no, it was bullshit. That makes no sense. Yeah, I don't fear Dak Prescott when I play the Cowboys. I fear Zeke Elliott. Well, I used to fear Zeke. Now I just fear him eating my lunch. It's not even a fear thing. It's just like. All right, Zeke, you were the best offensive player in the country as a rookie. So your quarterback gets rookie of the year. The fuck does that make sense? He's a Dallas Cowboys quarterback. He draws more. It's like, shut up, dude. He's America's quarterback. (laughs) America's rookie. God, Samir, do not say that. You're making me internally puke right now. All right. Rams Seahawks. We're trying to get speed this one up a little bit because we still got to talk about the all-pro list. Um... Everyone on Seattle, I just don't see the seat. Like, the Rams just one Goff's questionable. He's going to play, but a thumb injury is still a thumb injury, and it's on his throwing hand. Like, we can't ignore that. And the Rams defense, no, the Seahawks defense actually been balling out lately, so. Has he just been, like, limited in practice this week, or has he been in full practice? He's been limited. Okay, yeah. I don't have an issue with that pick at all. Yeah, all right. Yeah, the intern safe. (laughs) Oh, no, Pat, I actually picked the Rams. I'm kidding. Damn it! (laughs) And he picked the Rams to cover, too. He said Uh, that he guaranteed a 20-point win for the Rams. I'll just, I'll give him two weeks. Yeah, I actually, I say, hey, guys, what's the spread? Double it. Let's go Rams. John Wolfer, baby. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Oh, AAF, make it a comeback. All right, here we go. Bucks, Washington in... Lando or Landover, Maryland, right? Yeah, in uh, whatever it is, FedEx Field. Um, <clears throat> Brady and the boys trying to make a drive to get their own uh, a Super Bowl game at home. I, I think we all, we all took the Buccaneers here. Kev, you got a stat about this though, right? I do. So there have been two teams in a 16-game NFL schedule that have gone won their division under 500. That yes. won their fir- and they both won their first playoff game. Saints and Panthers. Yes, the 2014 Carolina Panthers went seven, eight, and one, won the NFC South, and beat the Cardinals in the wild card round by 11. That was a pretty good margin, and then lost to the Seahawks by 14 next week. And the 2010 Seattle Seahawks, seven and nine, beat the Saints Be in the wild card round, and then lost to the Bears the next week. Fun fact: that quarterback. Went to my high school for the Seahawks. Nice. I'm going to talk about that all the time. Also, um, fun fact, that Seattle game was the Beastquake game when Marshawn Lynch's most famous run. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. That Carolina game, though, was the game where Carson Palmer, I think, wasn't playing. I think he tore his ACL or something, so they had a backup in. It might have been Drew Stanton. Um, Because I remember that they lost to the wildcard team because they could not – 
field a decent quarterback because Palmer was out. I'm looking quickly. That's that's just my that's just my um that's my recollection. I had some memory about that. It might be a different game, but uh, it yeah. might have been. That's what's the load. All right, so we'll keep, we'll keep talking though. Um, I got the Bucks. Honestly, Mike Evans is playing. That offense looks with the without Antonio Brown's more integrating that offense. They're lights out now. They have Rojo back too. Oh, it's a wrap. Because they because the the best the hardest thing for the Buccaneers to do is stop you if you can establish a run game. Because they're not gonna the Tom Brady's not a mobile quarterback obviously, so he's not gonna beat you with his legs. That's one way to beat uh, uh, the Redskins pass rush is to have a running quarterback. Rojo has established himself as a top ten running back in the NFL this year. Him about if they can get the ball running and then get it out to Scotty Miller, uh, Godwin, Brown, Evans. It's it. I definitely see a Tampa Bay win here. There's just so many weapons for that okay secondary of Washington to cover. Yeah, and I mean it. Ryan Lindsay played for the Cardinals. Oh, okay, yes, yeah, so I was. I was Lindley. Yeah. Sorry, Ryan Lindley. Oh, Ryan Lindley. Okay. Yeah, I knew there was something fishy about that game. I just couldn't remember what the actual but, uh, was. seven, eight, and one team still won. But uh. Yeah, I think Washington's best bet here is going to be that front seven. They have one of, if not the best front seven in football. But the the Buccaneers line is light years ahead of what it was last year. Oh, yeah. Tom Brady can get the ball out quick. And, yeah, those weapons are unbelievable. Tampa's defense is underrated. I don't think they're great or anything. But even with a 5-1 and one Alec team with Alex Smith, that offense doesn't really scare me. Yeah, um, all, the Eagles – Backup pass rush was getting to Smith repeatedly last week. That should scare Washington fans. And Fletcher Cox was even playing. Neither was Derek Barnett or Josh Sweat. It was basically the goat, the ghost of Alex Singleton and uh, Javon Hargrave. Jared, who's the player who's dead to me? Uh, time of Gill. Time of Gill. You get called for a neutral zone infraction, then dive at Alex Smith's legs. Get him out of the league. I'm surprised that they didn't talk about that on the broadcast. Yeah, I think they were, like, I like I saw the play on replay, because that was when I was, I had to run downstairs and make my lunch for the next day for work, and I come back upstairs, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, what happened? What, it what's wasn't even, like, he jumped hard and tripped or something, and I was going to, he jumped, went down, and then as he got up, launched himself. Who is this? Time of guilt. He'll uh, and I explained to player. I explained this to Kevin. He will no longer be an Eagles player because the only reason he was on the roster was because we have four defensive tackles and two of them were you know, one of them was out for the game. Uh, Cox. So McGill got called up. We have Ridgeway, Williams, Hargrave, and um, oh Malik Jackson also and Fletcher Cox. So, yeah, no, McGill literally only got called up for the specific reason that Fletcher Cox was on IR. Or like, that guy well, bounced around the league. My God. Yeah, his, his – oh, no, you're looking at his roster sheet. I looked at it the other night. It was – this guy's NFL roster sheet looks like a who's who of NFL teams. Like, undrafted, signed with the Seahawks in 2015. Colts signed him at later on. He was with the Colts from 2015 to 2016. Browns 2017, Kansas City offseason in 2018, Chargers in 2018, Eagles in 2018, Chargers again in 2018, the now Washington football team in 2019, the Chargers again in 2019, the Saints in 2019, and then the Eagles again this year. Yeah. 
he was he's um I would say he's um not a great defensive tackle. He's been bouncing around that much. All right. Sat- Sunday games. First, well, this one I'm hyped for. Uh, Ravens Titans. We all took the Titans here. I'm surprised nobody took the Ravens being the favorites by what? Kev, two and a half. Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah. The Ravens are the favorite going into that. Yeah, yeah. because they've been the hottest team. They've been like hot as hell lately. But like, I think that's just Vegas overhyping them. Yeah. Who makes these lines? Uh, like, Caesar's, it's like Caesars in Vegas. I swear, someone someone's probably like. Well, no, they're Someone's trying to sucker people in to get money. They're trying to sucker yeah. people in to make a bad bet. Yeah, also, that's, people that's a, want the Ravens to be good. Yeah, like the, the, narrative, the narrative that Lamar Jackson is a not a good passing quarterback is not good for the is not good for league ratings because Lamar Jackson's part of that like make the NFL fun kind of thing, whereas like they don't want like a a team like Tennessee who just hands the ball off to a as guardian in Derrick Henry and watch him just smash through the entire defense. See, I so, I love option football though. So like I know that's like, I do too. <laughs> watching like Lamar Jackson play is fun, but watching him try to like be like a like a new age passer isn't like he's a, it, like play to strengths. I honestly think it what's scary is I was watching film on this the other day because I wanted to like because I saw Collins were talking about it on Sunday night. Jalen Hurts reads a defense better than Lamar Jackson. Don't believe me? Watch Hurts scan a defense. He'll go through options one through five, then run. Jackson goes one, two, and then bounces. And I never thought that would be a thing for the former MVP. And I'm realizing it. It's year three for him. He's still going one, two, maybe three, and then takes off. Where Hurts will go one, two, three, four, possibly the fifth option, and then then go. Which, or unless some, unless he's getting chased. It's, it's definitely an interesting like dynamic it's just the fact that he utilizes his best weapon which is his legs but he's got a good arm too it's just he, that, I, I think he needs a more like refined uh quarterback coach for for his situation i think greg roman also cowtails as an offensive coordinator to his strength mm. yeah i think the reason why lamar jackson that way is first off he was playing acc defenses they're not good he, oh, yeah. he was never asked to learn how to read a defense because he was faster than everyone and more athletic than everyone Jalen Hurts, after getting benched in Alabama, he started learning how to read a defense better. His his uh, freshman year, it was, oh, my first option's not open, time to run. And then he slowly worked that out of him, and then going to Oklahoma, Lincoln Riley, the quarterback whisperer, really helped step him step his game up even more. Wasn't freshman year still joyless murder ball in Alabama? A little bit, it was... Starting to get more into, ele- not as much passing, but kind of an electric offense with, Blake Sims kind of started a bit with the mobile quarterback just running it. He wasn't a great pass at Alabama. And then with Jalen Hurts, uh, after before that, sorry, before that they went back to it a little bit with Derrick Henry and Jake Coker. My favorite joke online is Jake Coker is uh, Joe Burrow in a pass-first offense. Oof. But they, do, they did similar things when asked to pass, all I'm saying, but... Then with Jalen Hurts, they kind of went back to the quarterback running a little faster paced. And then once Tua came in, though, they were like, okay, it's it's Tua time. Um, who's the new kid at Alabama, by the way, before we move on to the next pick? Who's the new kid um, who's oh. going to play for next year for Alabama? Bryce Young. Bryce Young, yeah, okay. Um, He's at a Mater D in California. That team pumps out athletes. Oh, no. like I think we have two or three guys from Mater D in, on Miami's roster, too. Like It's so weird. It's. The three schools when I think of high like college athletes coming from, it's Bishop, IMG Academy. Bishop Grumman. 
in uh, Las Vegas, too. A bit, but I, I think Mater D and IMG, and then I just think St. Louis High School in Hawaii, just because that's where Marcus Mariota and Tua played. Also, like, a bunch of other, like, crazy offensive lines. I think the, I think the, the, the tackle from Oregon this year, is, I think, is at St. Louis High School, too. Uh, Sewell? Yeah, I think so. I thought I heard that. I might be wrong, though. Um, anything else, you two, Pat and Mr. Intern, about uh, Ravens, Tennessee? Uh, since we all, uh, since we all, you know, pick Tennessee, how about we throw in picks? How far do you think Vrabel is going to German suplex Harbaugh through the ground? Jeez. <laughs> oh, those two hate each other. I forgot about that. Oh, that's great. Oh, my God. Oh. Okay, <laughs> Pat, go first. Also, uh, Jared, so yeah. with you Desert Hills in Utah. Oh, I was way off. I, I just, I feel like Vrabel's already, like, made deals with the devil for this season. For like a Super Bowl appearance, so I, I don't want to fuck with this dick off if you want a Super Bowl. Yeah, and like, what was that? He said that last season on a, on, it was a yeah, podcast, on, right? On PMT. Yeah, yeah it was okay. all part of my take. Um, so it's like, what what has he done since then? Because I mean, like last last season was obviously disappointing for him, even though like they they did really well. I mean, not going to a Super Bowl when you're like a competitive athlete is still not succeeding, like to to your full extent. But I want to see what he has cooked up for the playoffs. And I really, I really don't understand how they're the underdogs in this. Well, Ryan Tannehill's about to turn into Joe Flacco circa 2011. <laughs> 2012, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, 2012. My bad. Yeah, no. Um, what's crazy to me is everyone's like talking about. How, everyone always asks me, "What's your favorite offense to use in Madden when you can't use your own team?" I always say Tennessee. They're like, why? I'm like, because I have a running back that can take 30 carries, and Kevin and Pat know my running style. Downhill zone run. It's not anything not anything complicated. Also, you have two de- you have a two decent tight ends, Walker and Smith. You also have a two big physical receivers, and then you have two fast slot receivers. That team is you have a decent quarterback. That team is built like a Madden roster, and it's hysterical. Yeah, um, the Ravens defense was overhyped all year, and I will still bank on that. Absolutely. Wentz dropped 28 on them all in the fourth quarter. What do you want me to do? Like, I mean, like that offense was a garbage fire. And they still put up 28 in, in, the, in the second half. Like, I don't want to hear it. And they were a two-point conversion away from time that game. That's that's just how shaky I think Baltimore is as a team. I also don't understand their – I mean, I guess, I guess it's just like the AAU style, but they go and just – will go after the next defensive star that's like Calais Campbell, anyone who they can grab. And I don't know if that's the best way to build a defense, really. They need to – they need – Kevin hit – oh, sorry, Mr. Bear, I didn't cut you, me cut you off. Oh, no, Wait. go ahead. That was it. Oh, Kevin I, – I will give Kevin credit for this infinitely because he said it perfectly. I think it was Kevin, what, week four or five when they lost? You said it hands down. Their biggest issue is they have nobody in the middle of the field to stop the deep ball. They miss Earl Thomas so much, and you see it when they play a team with an arm, with a quarterback with an arm. And Tannehill, as much as he's a, a game manager, he can sling it. That ball to A.J. Brown, that's a top-10 quarterback throw. I'm sorry, it is. I saw him let that one go, and I saw who was chasing that ball down. My God, it's a catch. I'm sitting there watching, like, oh, here we go. <laughs> this game's about to get crazy. But I saw that. I was like, what are you doing? And then I started throwing it to A.J. Brown. I was like, oh, carry on. It's fine. 
Yeah, I know, Samir, you think AJ's going to be better than DK. I think they're both going to go down as, like, multiple-time All-Pros. Like, they're both going to have ridiculous, like, NFL careers. And everyone's going to be like, how did Ole Miss not win the national title? And they're like, oh, never mind. <laughs> My and favorite stat. Honestly. Oh, sorry. My favorite stat, um, Alabama was playing that team with AJ Brown and DK Metcalf. Ole Miss scored a touchdown on the first drive. Didn't score another one the rest of the way. Yeah, it was DK. I remember all right, Samir, what you got? Honestly, like like you said, like that, that Tannehill throw is a top 10 quarterback throw. How long is it going to take until we honestly give Tannehill his respect? Because I think he's up there, top 10, top 12. The guy's a beast. Oh, and I he could run. Take, oh, I'd already take him over like maybe 15, 20 quarterbacks already. I don't know, Pat, you got anything on this Tannehill stuff before we move on to uh, uh, the Nickelodeon game, Bear, Bears Saints? Yeah, I mean, I, I think Tannehill's like, you know, like – you know, top side of 50% when it comes to league quarterbacks, right? But, like, I wouldn't say, like, top, I mean, yeah, I could see, like, top 12 maybe. I would take him over, like, Matt Ryan or, like, any of these guys. Like, I'd take him yeah. over Dak Prescott. Like, these guys sniff around the top 10. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, everyone was talking about Matt Ryan because, like, the passing uh, passing sets he had or passing yards he had this season. But it's like, well, he had to because he was playing behind the whole entire season. Like, and they can't run the ball. They yeah, have Todd Gurley. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, one of my fantasy leagues, someone had mentioned, because I had started, like, Todd as, like, a flex, and they were like, dude, I can hear his knees crunching from my house, and he lives, like, outside of Atlanta. He's like, why are you doing that? I'm like, well, because Nick Chubb and Saquon are hurt, so, like, I'm really hurting for, for running backs, but, like, when Todd Gurley's your, like, RB1, it's like, you have to you have to air it out, and especially if you have Julio, but. And then um, the one yeah. time they didn't want him to score a touchdown, he does. Yeah, man. <laughs> Jeez, I mean, it's the thing where it's like fantasy owners hate him, or fantasy owners love him, but coaches hate him. Yeah, Gurley right. was an RB one through like ten weeks, I think. It was absurd. He just kept getting he touchdowns. Had most touchdowns. Yeah, that was his only. Um, that was his it. yardage. His yardage was dog shit. Though. It was oh, like horrible. One and a half yards a carry type shit. It was low. He was Mike Tolberting his way through the entire season. It was like less than like definitely less than three yards of carry. It had like one, maybe two receptions a game. And then it was like a touchdown a game. So it's like, okay, I, I guess I can like flex you or RB to you. At one point, my running backs were Kenyon Drake and Josh Jacobs. Cause I lost Nick Chubb and Saquon Barkley both within the first three weeks. I somehow was able to pick up Jacobs in like the fourth round. I was like, okay. Miles Gaskin was my RB one in one league because of injuries. I am never drafting Saquon ever again. One, because the Giants' offensive line is despicable. And two, like, that man's knees are built like Swiss cheese. All right. Um, it, that's 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 crazy coming from a guy with a Carson Wentz jersey next to him. But, like, wait. You got <laughs> Jacobs in the fourth la- fourth round? Not that's talking absurd. about your – Not talking no, about No, I know. League. But in any league, you got Josh Jacobs in the fourth round? Wait, no, hold on. This was this was my boy Jeffrey's league. So it might have been – I can't remember who I got this – well, if you third. got him after the first round, was the rest of the league drunk at the wheel? My God. Somebody did yeah. drop Miles. Somebody did drop uh, Miles Sanders in like the fourth round, and I was able to scoop him up for almost nothing. So, yeah, no, okay. So, no, my first round was Derrick Henry. My second round was Nick Chubb. And, oh, no, 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 this wasn't the team I had him. This was the league I got Gibson in the fourth round. Oh, okay. Gibson. I loved that guy. My uh, my point of fantasy football being a sham still stands because the winner of our league, his first three picks in this order were defense kicker Nathan Peterman. Yeah, I got and he won the league. Like, I that's got absurd. Screw- I was I played him in our league. I got screwed. Josh um, Jacobs and Darren Waller. No, Darren Waller. I love Darren Waller. Josh Jacobs is dead to me. He can go. He can go see with that giant ass forehead scar with his DUI. I don't care with him about him anymore. <laughs> 
Um, Nick Chubb, I hate you as well. I swear to God, I was steamrolling the entire league. I think I finished, what, Pat, 12 and 2? I was demolishing yeah. everybody. <laughs> it was the thing where it's like you were first and I was either second or third when the season ended. But like points were like it's like it's also I hate fantasy football because it's like I had the most points for for like the entire season. But I was like riding in the middle. Oh, yeah. OK, so also Tyreek Hill. He's dead to me, too. Five, eight and a half points against Atlanta killed me. Jalen Hurts killed me. <laughs> like A.J. Brown actually put up a good game. So I'm not complaining there. Uh, Gibson was garbage. But like. Because of Tyreek Hill, Darren Waller, and A.J. Brown, and then I had Kyler Murray as my other quarterback, I was just smacking people by, like, 30 points a game. It was ridiculous. So, I, it was – fantasy football this year was just so disappointing. It was the most 2020 thing ever was how I lost in that championship. It's, that's the trick, though, to, to get a win, winning team is just, you know, defense, uh, and kicker, what? and then uh, Nathan Peterman. That's the that's the matter. Your first three picks should be should be those. Yeah, the the third string quarterback from the from the yeah, uh, of course. QB who Las doesn't Vegas actually Raiders. play. Yeah. Yeah. Right. All right. Let's move on because I got to record another show and y'all already. I don't want to keep you on any longer. You guys have to. Bears and Saints Nickelodeon game. My first question isn't even who you're picking. It's are you guys gonna check this game out on Nickelodeon for at least thirty seconds? hundred yeah. percent. I'm watching the whole thing. The I feel like there are going to be slime overlays. Like, there's definitely going to be, like, those moments where, like, a TD scored and, like, slime cannons come up out of the end zone and, like, you know, slime the players. But, like, it's going to be, like, I just, for the sake of my childhood, I have to watch it on Nickelodeon for at least a couple right. drives. I really hope they make in the replay when Khalil Mack comes in to sack Drew Brees. They have his eyes pop out all cartoony-like when he's about to get hit. <laughs> I hope the winning team, I hope they supply them with a Gatorade bucket full of slime that's what i want yeah that's that's the content nickelodeon really needs that's how you get the slime going you just put give them like hey here yeah no i'm all for that like 110 percent like nickelodeon please make this happen because i haven't tuned into nickelodeon since i was like god i don't know fucking eight six seven eight years old we watch nickelodeon all the time in college we'd watch spongebob oh no no no, no. i can't i'm sorry no spongebob yeah but, no, I mean, like, maybe 10, 15, like, Spongebob, that's about it, besides watching on, like, Amazon Prime. I haven't also had cable since, like, I've used it since I was, like, high school. I think the last time I watched it, it was, like, 1 a.m., 2 a.m., and the George Lopez show was, like, the yes, only okay, show like, on. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Drunk off, it was, like, back, I'm already drunk off my ass, that's why I watch. Yeah, I was waiting, uh, I, like, got a hotel room, and I was, like, waiting to, like, catch a flight to go home on leave, and I was, like, yeah, I can't sleep, it's... But, like, I, you know, it's just, I have cable. And it's just like, well, yeah, I want to see George Lopez jumping on a trampoline right now. Like, let's throw that on. Oh, yeah. I wonder I wonder what the soundtrack's going to be like. I wonder if someone's going to have to get carted off and they'll start. <laughs> Low uh, they, rider. They better have a halftime show where it's just the band at the uh, Bubble Dome. Yes, that needs to happen. I love oh, that. yeah, that's they a slam had, dunk. They even had, like, the year after in 2018 with Travis Scott, they had him enter with, like, the whole intro to that. It was so depressing after that. Yeah, there was, like, an over-under oh, was... as to whether or not he was going to do Sweet Victory, right? Like, that was an actual, like, yeah. Vegas bella. And then they cucked us, bastards. <laughs> yeah, leave it to Vegas. All right. Travis uh, well, Scott except... blue-balled the entire NFL world. Yeah, I know. <laughs> We all picked the Saints here. Is there any chance the Bears win this? No, not really. No, <laughs> uh, yes, no guys. The entire Saints team gets COVID. 
Oh, no, 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 no. I have it. Mr. Trubisky gets knocked out in the first quarter. Nick Foles comes in, and it all begins again, man. Oh, no. <laughs> and Drew Brees is catching, like, PTSD. He's like, no, my legacy. Yeah, I, I could I could see, like, Nick coming in, like, end of the third quarter if it's just, like, very clear that, like, the game's gotten away from Mitch. And then I think it, Nick could, like, bring it close. But I, I don't see the Bears as a whole team beating the Saints as a team. It just it won't happen. If Foles comes in and it's still winnable, this is the only way I can see the Bears winning this game. Or or um or Matt Nagy's been playing it close to the vest the entire year. He was just having Mitch. He realized Foles sucks in the regular season until the playoffs, and then next to Foles runs onto the field with a Rocky music playing, and the Saints like oh, we're screwed. Nick Foles was just in hibernation. Yeah, he just it's playoff Foles time. All right, last one: Browns and Steelers. Um. Me and Kev both took the Browns here. I was coaxed into it by Kevin's um, passionate speeches. Pat took the Steelers because of the intern. Pat, I, I, you look frustrated already. If you want to yell at oh. the intern, here's your time. I not that I want to yell at him. It's just, man, I've gone on such a rant about the Steelers being like the weakest team for so long. And I think the Browns are such like an underdog altogether. Man, oh, that hurts. I'm sorry, Pat, but I mean, you just gotta think about it, man. You th- you really think Baker Mayfield's gonna come in the clutch in his first playoff no, game? No, I think I think Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are gonna carry that <laughs> offense. It's, I don't think that there's gonna be like any plays by Baker that are gonna be these like huge significant plays. I think they win it on the ground. Now watch Pat win the week because of that Steelers pick. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> like at that point, I'll I'll apologize, but right, I'm a lucky bad. man, Pat. I'm a lucky man. I All usually right. you know, like I I'll lose something and I'll think it's gone. And I'll just pick up a hat and it's under there. I'm telling you, man, something's on my side. All right. For the sake of the t-shirt that I might get after after this season, I'll I'll take your take your bets here. This doesn't affect it whatsoever, but yeah, good job, Pat. I think oh, playoffs well, doesn't affect. Well, playoffs, I think we'll put, maybe Cowboy, you want to do something cheaper, maybe just like a, a four pack of beer or something like that, just something inexpensive, like something nice. A winner for the playoffs gets a Kong beer bong. Fair enough. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely chip in on that. Yeah, but Pat, you have to share it with Samir if you win. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I already have one, so like if that's the case, I'll I'll just. Give I have an unopened one in my room, so if if Pat slash Samir wins, Samir gets it. Yeah, that's worse for me. And he can shot he can shotgun his orange juice out of it. Yeah. <laughs> for legal reasons, that's all he can shotgun out of it. It'll be a good alternative to my Nalgene water bottle. I'll take it to class every day. Oof. Good luck. <laughs> That's just too funny. All right, guys. All pro list came out today. Kev, you got some thoughts on it. I'll read off the list to you right really quick because it's pretty self-explanatory. Um. All pro list as follows. Quarterback for first team is Aaron Rodgers. Running back Henry. Uh, tight end Travis Kelsey. Devontae Adams. Stephon Diggs. Tyreek Hill for receivers. Bakhtiari. Conklin. Nelson. Sharif. And Corey Lindsey for the offensive line. Defense. TJ Watt. Miles Garrett are the edge rushers. Interior lineman is Donald and DeForest Buckner. Love that pick. Uh, linebackers Fred Warner. Bobby Wagner. And Darius Leonard for... Linebackers, obviously. Corners are Xavier Howard and Xavier Howard and Jalen Ramsey. Safeties are Tyron Matthew, Minka Fitzpatrick, and Buda Baker. Uh, 
kicker is uh, Jason Sanders of Miami, punter Jake Bailey of New England. Ironically, New England gets a punter on the All-Pro team this year. Um, kick returner Cordell, Cordell Patterson. Uh, Gunnar Oshevsky wins the punt, gets punt returner first All-Pro team. Kevin is losing it right now. Um, George Odom gets the uh, special teamer from Indianapolis and long snappers Morgan Cox from Baltimore. Second team is kind of just eh at that point. So we'll just talk first team. That's the only team everyone cares about. Um, thoughts, concerns, gripes. What do you got, Kevin? I know you're chomping. The Gun Show gets his first all-pro team. I love Gunnar Olszewski more than anything. Uh, gun Show, buy a shirt. I don't know if it's still up. We're going to put it up again. He's a stud. But also, J.C. Jackson got screwed he is was one of the best corners in the league this year. The only reason he didn't get voted to the Pro Bowl is because teams nominate who you can vote on, and the Patriots did not nominate him because he's a restricted free agent after this year, and they don't want that to impact their negotiations. Uh, he should have been a first-team All-Pro, though. Yeah, I saw some certain people who will not be named arguing for Jerry Alexander to move up to the first team over, um, what's his face, uh, Jalen Ramsey. Um I'm sorry, yeah, J.C. Jackson should have been right behind Xavier ha- Xavier Howard or if not tied with Jalen Ramsey for a third cornerback slot. I'm surprised they don't have three anyway because most teams start three cornerbacks to begin with. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with the J.C. Jackson thing. Um, I don't think I, – I understand why they put Gilmore in for the Pro Bowl instead of him. Uh, Xavier Howard was the best corner in football this year. I will not, not – I will not – argue that with anybody because it's not arguable. I mean, maybe a little bit, but Xavier Howard led the league of picks. He was a lockdown guy from Miami all year. Him and Byron Jones were just a great duo. Jalen Ramsey, as much as his numbers were incredible, his impact on that defense made their secondary so much better. That you defense kept them in games. Uh, I was looking at a stat, and I think this is why he deserves to be in, uh, in this over J.C. Jackson. I mean, in a league where it is a pass versus league, we can all agree on that. Jalen Ramsey, I think, averaged like 29 yards per game allowed, and that's just absurd. Like, I I just cannot think of a stat that, like, blows me away that well. Like, that is one of the most well-earned positions, I think, in on this list. And I love J.C. Jackson, and I think he's a great corner, but Jalen Ramsey is, is unbelievable. Like, that I is think, just a, insane. I think this year was definitely his return to form from his Jacksonville oh, yeah. days. Pat, anything about this list? Uh, I mean— Honestly, I really don't have any – I mean, like, as a Patriots fan, like, yes, J.C. Jackson, that, that hurts because, like, you know, he's a he's a top corner in the league, and, like, it's super competitive for that number two spot per corner. And But as, like, a observer, I think it makes more sense for Jalen Ramsey to have taken that, like, CB2 spot over J.C. Jackson. But as a Pats fan, it should have been J.C. Jackson. Um, what do you pay corners to do? Shut down a receiver. Get picks. Shut down the receiver. Shut down the yeah, receiver. Yeah. Picks is the number one thing that people look at when you're judging how effective a corner has been. J.C. Yeah. Jackson was second in the league in picks. Absolutely. Yeah, like that's a that's an objective fact, but. He should have been at least been second team all pro, which is yeah. another thing that's irritating. Overly Tredavious White. And I mean, definitely over Tredavious I honestly don't think Jair Alexander should have even second team. I would have definitely put um, J.C. Jackson over him, at least on second team, with Tredavious White. And I'm not saying Jalen Ramsey should have 100% been bumped down, but like Jared said, I think they probably should have gone with uh, three corners. 
Yeah, I, I, yeah it should be three corners. They did three freaking safeties because uh, Baker and uh, Minka tied. Yes, yeah, it. I agree. Yeah, three corners. Yeah, I got no other gripes. So Aaron Rodgers, obviously. I mean, Josh Allen and Mahomes were both tied for second team, but. How about this second team? DK and Cole Beasley tied. Wow. <laughs> and there's Cole no Beasley tight end. Really tight end is vacant. Yeah, that's the thing that bugs me. It's like, how is it vacant? How is Darren, Darren Waller, Waller exists? Darren Waller, like seriously, Darren Waller, you fucking he I think broke a couple tight end records for single game this year. How the hell is he not in the? I I just I'm pretty arguably, sure he broke he broke the receiving record for the Raven or Raiders. I think he might have. Yeah. If we're gonna, uh, I was arguing with somebody the other day about this because like, okay, so next season, who are the tight ends to watch? And I'm like, well, Ertz won't be back in Philadelphia if it's gonna be on a prove it deal. Um, Dallas Goddard's one guy you have to watch because if he's healthy, he, they love throwing him the ball. He is, he's got a lot of Gronk in him, and it's very fun to watch too. Darren Waller, another season in that offense, he just gets better and better. Kelsey obviously, and George Kittle being healthy. Notice how I didn't say Evan Ingram, who somehow made a Pro Bowl roster. He is awful. Yeah, he has more drops. I think he has more drops and touchdowns this year. I mean, Simi, if you want to check that right now, because oh, he, oh. he may have more drops and touchdowns this year. Here's a stat. Uh, uh, Evan Ingram has 11 drops, three of which turned into interceptions. All In all, those 11 drops cost 28 points cumulatively in the season for the Giants. Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, Evan Ingram's trash. All right. So if we got no more gripes, Kev, you got anything weird for me before we head out? I don't, actually. All right, so no weird stuff this week, ladies and gents. But uh, last call, quick and short and sweet. Um, playoff football starting. We're all hyped. It's going to be fun. Uh, end of the season. I'm so happy 2020, that 2020 season is over. Oh, my God, my nightmare ends. Um, yeah, we just want to welcome Samir, his first week with us. He's excited. I know he's had a blast hanging out with us Knuckleheads basketball days. Uh, we're proud of Kev for starting his new endeavor with uh, Tailgate in the Quad. So far, so good. Really funny show. Um, any guests this week, Kev, or is it just going to be you, uh, ranting on, um, the pre-show? I don't know. It might be Mike. Uh, he was supposed to come on last week and depending on how the national championship goes, we're probably going to not release it on Tuesday morning. Like usual, might release it Wednesday morning or something. Still waiting for my invitation. We're, you're doing, we're we're having a draft show and you're going to come on for that. Oh, wow. I love how I get pushed down the list. That's okay. Um, all right. At least he's he's not bitter. He's first. Yeah, I all right, you know what, Pat? You can come on for the draft show then instead. Fuck you. Woo! <laughs> oh my god. All right, uh, I check me out. I'm gonna be on uh, no um on around for the weekend at 6:30. Of course, this one by the time this releases, it'll be past that. You can still check it out on their Twitter as well. I think Ryan also puts it up on his YouTube. Um, I'm Jared. That's Pat. That's Kev. That's the intern Samir. We will catch you all on Monday. Or on Tuesday, actually. And either Kevin will be celebrating still nonstop, or he will not be appearing on the show due to just not being well in the head. I don't know. Either way, <laughs> look, you're either going to get me drunk or just drunk, more depressed than usual. Well, I feel like getting drunk is kind of more in the same with either outcome here. Have your dates told you that before, Kevin? You're either <laughs> going to get me drunk or more depressed than usual? <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh god this is coming for after pat gave us the greatest on a date story pre-show so um oh man that would that would been, that would have been like live stream worthy pat that story uh that that was actually a really fun date i will say that was a uh, top tier um 
I don't, I don't think she's a listener anyways, but... Uh, I was going to say, Pat, yeah. did you recruit a listener? Yeah. <laughs> no, I actually checked my phone, though, when... Um, I forget who Kevin sent the uh, the cruise video from uh, the other week. Yeah. And, like, I started reading it, and I was about to show her the video. And, like, I was like, hey, what am I doing? Like, no, the one thing I said I was good... Like, I'm not going to talk about having, like, being on a podcast. Like, but then she so told you she wanted you to, so... Yeah, it, it had come up a few times, actually. And if you never. don't want to talk about it anymore going forward, you just show her that video. Yeah. No, I'll I'll link it. I'll link it to her uh, next time I see her. <laughs> All right. Pat goes on dates. Pat goes on dates, and at the end, instead of you know having sex, he just takes his shirt off and makes her listen to Corner Booth. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Samir, how did you know so much about my personal life? He's been stalking you for two months already. He was doing his research. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we want to wish you a happy, healthy weekend. Watch some football. It's going to be a great weekend. Seven amazing games lined up back to back to back to back to back to back to back. And uh, also, quick shout out, happy birthday to my Uncle Tony. He, uh, I, drank, I drank a uh, Budweiser in his name today. It's his beer. Um, so uh, I'm Jared. Them's the Knuckleheads. We will see you guys on Tuesday. Peace. See ya. Hey guys, Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly Up Podcast Network.